0: I'm Donovan Kane. Welcome to my weekly podcast, where I read erotic stories for women to you. Why? Well, because sometimes you just want a man to read you a naughty story. I wrote this week's story, and it's called Here in the Jungle. It's part of my Erotic Adventures of You series, and available on audiobook as well. I hope you enjoy it. Here in the Jungle On this week's adventure, your name is Sonia. You were a writer for a women's magazine. Your boss had called you into her office and said she wanted an article about an adventurous vacation that women could take that was out of the ordinary. Something rugged and challenging. No fabulous high-dollar resorts, no spas, and no pampering. Oh, how delightful, you had said. Why not give this one to the new girl? Because I like you better she said sarcastically. Oh, please, you don't like anybody, you had replied. Okay, I dislike you the least, she'd said. Lovely, you had replied. Hey, what about this Wild West Roundup? She tossed a magazine at you that she must have picked up while getting her oil changed in her car. It's called the Roundup Ruckus at Rowdy Jim's Dude Ranch out west. She gave you a sneering smile as you looked at the picture of Rowdy Jim himself. If you don't find some place, you are going to meet Rowdy Jim very soon, she threatened. Got it, you said as you walked toward your office to start hunting on the Internet for a place that was not run by Rowdy Jim. As you sat down at your computer, you thought about it while you unwrapped a small sucker and stuck it in your mouth. They kept you from nine on your fingernails. The assignment was not easy, but it was straightforward. Do some research and find the destination that was adventurous and unique. It must also be affordable and all-inclusive so women could fit it into their budget so once they paid the fee, they would not have to worry about any more expenses. Challenging was also a must. Sexy was a bonus. Okay, then, you had thought to yourself. Once you found the right destination, You were to book a stay as soon as possible, so the article could be done in time for the next edition. Could we make this any more impossible, you thought to yourself. Affordable, all-inclusive, adventurous, challenging, rugged, and sexy. Well, you were sure as hell not going to a damned western dude ranch, so you would have to find something. Three hours and nine suckers later, you came across a place that stood out from the rest. It was an ad on a travel website called The Wild and You. This listing was simply a picture of an enormous tree in the middle of a clearing in a jungle. The tree had a treehouse in it that reminded you of the old jungle movies you had seen on TV. There was a mist hanging in the air, and in the background you could see a deeply tanned man on the bank of a river, getting ready to throw a spear into the water. He had long, flowing hair and looked like he had spent his entire life in that picture. All it said on the whole page were three words. You, here, now. Hmm. Well, you had always been fascinated by the documentaries on TV about the jungle. The image was certainly beautiful. The model in the picture added to its appeal, you had to admit to yourself. You called the travel agency. When you said you were interested in the place and the ad and told her you were a writer for a popular women's magazine, the woman on the phone was silent for a moment and then tried to offer you other trips. Everything from helicopter tours over the jungle to luxury cruises on the Amazon River. She said she was sure you would enjoy those more. You finally started to get a bit irritated. The more she tried to steer you away from the ad, the more you were sure it was where you wanted to go. You asked a few simple questions. Is it affordable? You asked. Yes, she answered. About one-fourth the price of the cruises, but... Is it all inclusive? you asked. Um, yes, she had said. You don't take anything. Everything you need is included. Wow, great, you say. Is it a bit rugged? I'm looking for a bit of a challenge, you say. Yes, you could say that, she had said. Perfect. I would like to book a weekend, you had said. ''Sorry, honey, you can't do that,'' she had said. ''Oh, no. Is it all booked up?'' you asked. She laughed. ''No, definitely not. It's just that there is a minimum two weeks' day.'' ''What? I don't have two weeks?'' ''Then I guess you won't be going there,'' she had said. ''Damn it,'' you had replied. ''I will book a nice weekend cruise for you instead.'' she'd said. ''The hell you will. Put me down for two weeks. I'm going to... What is the place called?'' you asked. ''Here.'' ''What?'' ''The place is called here.'' ''No shit,'' you said. ''I'm not promising that,'' she'd laughed. Now the lady was beginning to get a bit rude. ''Anyway,'' you had said. ''I am thinking in about a week.'' ''Ma'am, you read the ad?'' You, here, now, that's what it means. Our instructions from this person are that if anyone calls about the ad, they must book it to arrive no more than 24 hours after the initial phone call. You must pay 100% of the fee before you hang up. If you arrive at the local airport more than 24 hours from now, your money will be forfeited. You were silent. Oh, and ma'am? Yes. If you arrive at the airport with anything other than the clothes on your back, What? I can't bring anything? I told you everything you need will be provided. You were silent again. That's what I thought. Goodbye, ma'am, she'd said. Wait, here's the credit card number. Damn, with all of this bullshit, the model better be included in the price, you laugh. Model ma'am? Yeah, the one in the ad. Oh, Yes, the model. Ha uh-huh, ha, she laughed. She gave you the confirmation number and the time to check in, twenty four hours from then. Thank you, and good luck, she had said, laughed, and hung up. You went and told your boss what had happened, and she was thrilled. Oh my God, girl, go get that story now, she had said. Four plane rides, and twenty two hours later, You are now looking out of the window of a tiny little one-prop plane flown by a crazy man over a vast jungle, a ribbon of water winding its way through it. You are sure the man is crazy because he hasn't stopped talking for the last half hour. The only problem is he doesn't speak any English, so you can't understand a damn thing he's saying. He will talk, 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 point out the window, laugh hysterically, shake his head, make some weird noises, and then start all over again. You have now tuned him out for the most part. As you look out the window at the ribbon of water winding its way through the jungle, it doesn't seem real down there. It's just a vast sea of green. Beautiful, really beautiful. You wonder what could be hiding under that vast canopy of trees. You may find out really damn soon if this crazy bastard crashes. You grab on tight to the one small bag you brought with you. Yeah, the lady said no bags, but surely they will listen to reason. You're not just some tourist. You're a writer. You need your stuff, some clothes, and your toothbrush, and razor, and... Suddenly, the plane begins to nose-dive down toward the river, and the pilot begins to cackle in hysterical laughter. You grab your bag tighter and reach up and put a death grip on the pilot's right arm and scream, and he laughs louder, and you scream louder. The plane is diving at such a steep angle that all you can see is water coming up fast. And then, the maniac pilot throws himself backward in the seat and yanks back on the stick, bringing the nose up so hard you feel like you're going to break through the floor of the plane, seat and all. Then, you feel the plane skimming lightly over the water on its two floats as it touches down. It begins to slow down, and the pilot steers it to a sandbar and pulls up so your door is beside it, leaving the engine running. You turn to the pilot, He is looking at you with a smile on his face. Can I have my arm back now? He asks. You look down and see that you got a grip still on his arm. You look him in the eye and ask, You can speak English? Sure. The woman that called me to book the flight said you wanted an authentic flight. Told me to speak authentic local dialect. I thought you understood what I was saying. He says, Oh, that bitch, you growl. You grab the shirt tighter in your left hand and shake the hell out of it. You almost killed me, you yell. Nah, I had to land fast in between the curves on the river, he tells you. You hear now. A deep voice says behind you. You were so busy yelling at the pilot that you didn't notice someone open the door. You slowly turn to see the model from the ad, shirtless, with a necklace of bones, and long, flowing hair. You stare with open mouth. Your first customer sure is a feisty one, and kind of cute, the pilot says. First customer? You ask. Here, I'll take your bag. The model says. Oh, well, thank you. At least you understand about the bag. You say. Yep, but apparently you don't. Here, Bill. Can you hold this until we meet up with you? He asks as he tosses it to the pilot. Yeah, no problem, Jim, the pilot says. You look down at the man. Now wait a minute. I need my stuff. What do you mean meet up with him later? Holy hell, your name is Jim? This is going to be a damn nightmare. You babble. Kind of looks that way. For you, Jim, the pilot laughs. "'Nah, she'll be fine. Go on and get out of here, Bill. See you in two weeks.' "'I am not stepping foot off this plane,' you say. He looks up into your eyes, and you take a little breath. "'No problem. I got you.' He reaches up, grabs your arm with his left hand, and puts his right through your legs, and throws you over his shoulders, lifting you out of the plane. You are so taken off guard that you can't even speak or scream.' You stare down at his butt as you hang over his shoulder. He is wearing a leather loincloth. Oh, Lord. Fly safe, Bill, and thanks for the delivery. She's all yours, Jim. Good luck. He yells as he revs the engine and heads back out into the river. Your head is still hanging over his shoulder as he begins to walk up the sandbar towards the jungle itself. Are you going to put me down? you ask. Yep, he answers, and keeps walking. When, you ask, as you stare at his ass. Each side is moving up and down as he walks on that leather thing he's wearing. As soon as we get past the snake, he says. You tilt your head away from his ass so you can see where you're going, and sure enough, right at the entrance to a path leading into the trees is what appears to be a spotted log a huge snake. Holy hell, you say, unless you want me to put you down now, he says. Nope, I'm fine right here, thanks, you say, as you move your hands to his waist so they are away from the snake, as he casually steps over it. Once he is inside the tree line, about 20 or 30 feet, he says, here we are and gently stands you on your feet on a well-worn trail. He looks you in the eye again with those soft eyes of his and says, My place is up ahead, not too far. Just stay close behind me. As he turns and walks on, you find yourself following without question. Who the hell is this guy, you think? Jim, apparently. The trail is leading through thick undergrowth with vines hanging from tall trees Sunlight barely reaching the ground and dappling at your feet. As you walk behind him, you have a chance to look at the man, at least from behind. He is tall, probably six two or six three. He is lean with long, sinewy muscles. As he walks, you can see the muscles work in his back as he moves small branches out of the way for you. The leather thing he is wearing actually is a loin cloth with a small flap of leather. Hanging down the middle of his ass. You can see those beautifully tanned cheeks as they flex when he steps. It's a little hypnotizing as you watch him walk. Up. Down. Up. Down. Up. Ah! A scream from right above you. Ah! A scream from you. What the hell is that? You yell. Oh, that's just Otis telling everybody I'm back, with a stranger, he says. A monkey? You have a guard monkey? you ask. No, he is just part of the group that lives back here. They always post a lookout by the trail, usually that one for some reason, to keep an eye on things while they are eating. I just named him Otis. We talk, he says. What, you can talk to the animals like Tarzan? you ask. No. I said we talk. I didn't say we understood each other, he says. He reaches up and moves a large palm leaf out of your way so you can enter a clearing. Welcome to here, he says. The scene in front of you is mesmerizing. It is the picture in the ad, and so much more. It is a large clearing in the forest floor, but only a small portion of it opens to the sky above. Most of the clearing is under an umbrella of branches from trees around the outside and right in the middle is an enormous tree with vines and branches hanging down. The trunk is twisted and old. It must be the biggest tree you have ever seen in person. Like something in a movie. It doesn't seem real. In the middle of the tree where the large branches fork and start to grow up and out sits a house. A tree house. Windows all around it with woven leaves for covers that are propped open to let the daylight in. Off to the side and a little ways away, you can see the river running by, the one you saw him standing by with the spear in the picture. Directly behind the tree is something that was not in the picture. A rock wall of a cliff that towers over everything, and down the side of the cliff flows a small waterfall that falls into a pool at the base that empties into a small stream running to the river. The floor of the clearing is covered in a soft moss carpet. You bend to feel its softness, and you smell the rich earth and large flower blossoms on plants growing around the edges and on vines in the large tree. You stand up abruptly and look at him. This is amazing. It is just absolutely unbelievable, you say. It's like something out of a dream. I'm glad you like it, he says. It is the first time you have really had a chance to look at him. And the only thing that comes to your mind is, God, so are you. Oh my, did you just say that out loud? You think to yourself, surely not. He smiles at you. I agree. He is staring at you. There is a moment between you that just simply says everything in both of your minds. And you both know it. As ridiculous as it sounds in your head, you feel like you have come home to where you were supposed to be, come home to him, and he has been waiting. As you stare at each other, you manage to ask, What is this place? Home, he answers as he stares into your eyes. This is my home. You feel like a stupid little schoolgirl, and you tell yourself to calm down and pull yourself together. You tell yourself you are just overcome with the beauty of it all, including him. Well, it is amazing, you say. But I don't understand. I thought it was a resort. I mean, it was advertised that way. He just smiles at you and says, Come with me, and I will show you around. He holds out his left hand. Without even thinking about it, you give him your right hand. He takes it in his, and you head toward the big tree. We will start with the house, he says. You can see just about everything from up there. Okay, you answer. You have never had this feeling before. You have heard about it, read about it in books, seen it in movies, but you never believed in it. You are pretty sure you still don't. As you walk hand in hand to the tree, you hear laughing, You look toward the waterfall and see that there are people there. A small group of natives are walking toward the fall. They are naked. He looks at you and then over at the group. Friends, he says. They live just up the path around the side of the cliff. They are, um... You stammer. Naked, yes, he says. Not even a loincloth like you you say. He laughs. Oh, this? I only wore this because I didn't want to make you feel uncomfortable. You mean you? You start to ask. Of course. Most of the locals do. I like to consider myself one, although I've only been here a few years. He says. Would you like to meet them? Uh, sure. You answer. You walk toward the waterfall and they see you coming and they smile and wave. As you get closer to the waterfall, two of the women come running and laughing toward you. One of them points to his leather loincloth and laughs. He looks at them and says, Yeah, yeah. He pulls the strings on the sides, takes it off and throws it onto a rock. You can't help but look down and check it out. Yep, it matches the rest of him. You look up, and he's smiling at you. The women are speaking to him in the same local gibberish that the pilot was using. He looks back at you and says, They want to know if you're going to take yours off. You look down and realize that you look like an idiot. You're the only one who has clothes on. You look at him and just nod your head, and before you can take anything off, the women reach for your shirt, unbutton it, and take it off. They point and giggle again, and he says, I'm not sure they've ever seen a bra before. He smiles and says something to them and reaches over and undoes the clasp in the back for them. He pulls it off of you and puts it on the rock next to his loincloth. He reaches out and takes your hand so you can balance while they take your shoes off and pull your pants down over your hips. They laugh once again and point to your lacy thong. You look up at him and he says, They say it looks like it's made out of flowers. Each one of the women takes a side and pulls them off, and you step out of them, too. You barely have time to register in your mind that you are standing outside naked in front of people you've never met. Before you can decide whether you like it or not, each of the women grabs you by a hand and starts running toward the waterfall and laughing, pulling you along. You look back over your shoulder. He has his hands on his naked hips, and he's looking at you laughing. They take you to the waterfall, and one pulls you underneath it. You can feel the cool water run down your face and over your naked body. They pull you to the side. One bends over and grabs a gourd to pour something into her hand and starts washing your hair. You can see him standing there as you wipe water from your eyes, and he yells at you, Jungle soap! You nod your head at him as one woman pours some into the other woman's hand, and they rub it all over you. You standing in the waterfall, in the jungle, being soaked up by two native women, while a jungle god looks on. And all you can think about is, How am I going to write this in a magazine article? They stick you back under the waterfall to wrench you off, and when you come back out and wipe the water from your eyes again, you see that he is standing beside you. He gets under the waterfall and lets the water run over his head and down his naked body, and tips his head back to let the water run through his hair. You see one of the women looking at you, and she holds up the gourd. She wants to know if you want any soap, you figure out after a second. Yes, please. The two girls giggle, and then one pours the soap into your cupped hands. You step behind him and dump the soap from your hands into his long mane of hair. You lather it up and work it through the long strands. It's thick and slightly curly. You can feel the effects of running your hands through his hair between your legs. He then turns to face you and says, Thanks. He tilts his head back under the waterfall and rinses the soap out. You're only about a foot in front of him, watching him wash the water from his hair. In the process, you're watching his arms flex and his pecs tighten and release. You hear another giggle and look over to see the girl wanting to pour more soap into your hands. You look back at his body and you think Yes, please You hold out your cupped hands again and she pours some into them You rub it onto his abdomen his shoulders down his arms and you hold your hands out again getting more soap from the girl and running it down his thighs and down his calves You get some more soap from the girl and you go around behind him You start at the top going down his neck and down his broad back over his tight muscles and down the back of his legs. He is completely soapy except for his ass and his cock. You stand back to look at the picture, and it's a good one. One of the girls pokes you on the shoulder, holding up the gourd again. They're both pointing toward his cock and his ass, pointing, laughing, and shaking their head. He holds up his hands in a, what-are-you-going-to-do motion, smiling. Well, you're not going to get beat by this. You reach your hands up for more soap. You come to the front again and rub the soap down his lower abdomen, down to his cock. You start working it into his balls and start working on his shaft, rubbing it in as you move up and down towards the end. Once you have that soaped up, you move closer and put a hand around each side to each cheek and rub the soap into his ass. You're so close, you can feel his cock poking into your belly. The girls are laughing, and you look at one of them pointing, and she says, He like. You look up at him, smiling, and say, What? They can speak English too? He laughs and says, Just a little. You give him a smile and say, Yeah, just a little. And you push him back into the waterfall and say, I think you can wrench yourself off. After about a half hour of playing in the pool with your new friends, they head back to the village and you head back to the house in the tree. As you are both walking, you say to yourself out loud, Huh? He asks, What? It's odd. I don't feel naked. Yep, he says. It doesn't take long to get used to it here. Remember, This is how we were born. We decided to add all the extras. Yeah, I guess you're right, you say. You get to the base of the tree and you look up. How the hell do you get up there? Like this, he says. He grabs onto a thick vine from a branch and climbs up hand over hand and disappears over the edge of the porch. And you're thinking, oh God. How am I going to climb that thing? You look up and see he is lowering down a rope tied to the middle of a log. Straddle that and I'll pull you up. Oh, Lord, not very ladylike, he laughs. Come on, jump on. You grab the rope, put a leg over each side and sit on the log. You can feel the knot in the rope on your pussy. The rope is between your breasts as you grab onto it. You feel a tingle go through your body when your legs leave the ground, and you look up to see him pulling you up, hand over hand. When you get to the top, he reaches out his hand to grab you. He hoists you up on the porch as if you weighed nothing at all. You end up right in front of him, your hands on his hips. He's looking into your eyes, and you into his, and it's just so comfortable. But then, the view beyond his face comes into focus and you see the jungle spreading out beneath you, and you gasp. Go on, take a look, he says. You turn around, and it seems like you can see for miles through the branches of the tree, a vast landscape of green. You see that the porch wraps around the entire little tree house, and you run around it like an excited little girl wanting to know what's new around each corner. You get to the front and see the river flowing lazily. You hear the birds and other animal noises in the jungle, and you think, My God, this has to be the best resort in the world. And then you say to yourself, Wait a second. You turn around and he's gone. You look through one of the open windows and see that he's standing there by a large bed in the middle of the room. You go to the door and walk inside. The place is literally out of one of those jungle movies you used to watch as a kid. The bed, the few chairs, the table, and a small desk with a chair, all made out of bamboo. The top of the desk is made out of a solid, thin slab of dark-colored wood. You look at it, and then you look at him. You have to have a place to write. He holds his hand out to you. Your mind is racing in a thousand different directions. You have no idea what's going on here, but you somehow feel it is supposed to be. He pulls you toward him. He runs his hand through your hair. You look up into those wonderful eyes again. He brings his mouth down to kiss you, but hesitates. You realize what he's asking. Instead of saying yes, you show him yes and stand up on your tiptoes and kiss him. You reach around his neck with both of your hands. He reaches down and cups his hands under your ass and pulls you up. You wrap your legs around his waist. You kiss him as he carries you a short ways to the bed. He sets you on the edge of the bed. You let go of his neck, push yourself to the middle, and lay on your back, your head on one of the softest pillows you've ever felt. You look up at him, and for the first time, you offer him your hand. He takes it and gets on the bed on his knees and straddles your hips a hand on each side of your head as he bends over you. He brings his mouth to yours again. Your hands go to his waist as you are kissing him and he is kissing you. You move your hands down over his ass and feel his tight, hard ass muscles. He leaves your mouth and starts kissing you on the neck, working his way down to your nipples, kissing them lightly and sucking on each as he moves back to get access to your breasts with his mouth. You move your hands to the front and move both of your hands up and down his long shaft, both of your hands fitting at the same time. A deep moan escapes him. You moan slightly and say, You can say that again. He moans again and looks down at you and gives a deep laugh, and he says, Are you sure? Well, you are my hero and did save me from the big bad snake. Ah, he says, Fred is a good guy. Fred, really, you know the snake too? Yep. And you look him in the eye and say, I feel like I know you. Huh, he says. He moves down a ways and puts two fingers down your wet pussy, opening your lips and as he looks you in the eye, he slowly slides his cock inside of you. It's big, and he goes in slow to get it started. Once it starts going in, it keeps going in and in. Once it's all the way in, you are completely full. You reach around to his back, and as he moves it in and out, you are still looking into his eyes. He moves it in and out slowly, and with each thrust, your body tenses more, and you can feel your fingers dig into his back. He moves more and more, and your grip gets tighter and tighter. Finally, your orgasms both let go at the same time. You dig your fingers in, and as his head comes up and his orgasm releases, your hands drag down the side of his back, and he lets out a deep roar, and you let out a high scream. As both of your orgasms subside, you look up at him, and he smiles, and without taking himself out of you, rolls over on his back on the bed. You are on top of him, straddling his hips, with him still inside you. He looks up at you and says, You. Here. Now. You just laugh and shake your head. He pulls you down onto his chest. As you're lying there with him still inside you, you see the pink from the setting sun come through the window and your eyes get heavy and close. As they start to flutter open once again, the sky outside the window is a light purple and you realize the sun is coming up again. As you lay there and take in the beauty of outside and feel the beauty of him lying underneath you, you feel once again that somehow you belong here. Ah! You literally launch yourself off of him onto the floor. You look back, and he's laughing at you hysterically. And you say, That's fucking Otis, isn't it? Yes, that's fucking Otis. Coming to say good morning to you. You look out the window and see Otis eating some kind of mango. You say, You're going to need to talk to Otis about this. He looks up at you and says, It is you. What do you mean it is me? Let's go for a walk. He takes your hand and you both head for the front door. He puts on his sandals and there, sitting by the door, is an extra pair of sandals. You look up at him, then down, and then slide your feet into the sandals and shake your head. He lets you slide down the vine this time. You both walk to the waterfall and rinse yourselves off. He grabs your hand and you walk away from the waterfall. Where are we going? To the village. You'll see. As the path you are walking on enters the jungle, he reaches up and picks two of the fruits that the monkey was eating. He hands you one and says, Here, they're good. You bite into one. And it's glorious and sweet and sweet and juicy, and it drips from your lips down onto your breasts. You giggle and say, Messy. He looks at you and says, It is you. You shake your head and say, You are going to have to explain this to me. Come with me, and I'll show you. After walking on the trail for another ten minutes, the trail opens up into another clearing, this one filled with little huts. You see your friends from the waterfall yesterday. Everyone waves and smiles at you. The girls giggle again. You keep walking to the middle of the village. And in the middle sits a little bamboo hut with palm leaves on the top for a roof, but no walls. In the middle is an old man sitting on a thatch mat with his eyes closed. You both walk up to the edge of the platform. The old man grunts something and you both step up onto the platform, and he motions to a large mat sitting in front of him. You both sit down. Without opening his eyes, without saying a word, the old man reaches out with his right hand, index finger extended, and touches your left breast, right where the juice had dripped from your lips while eating the fruit. He brings his finger to his lips, tasting it. He opens his eyes and looks right at you, They are like no eyes you have ever seen before. They are clear and shiny and bright blue like ice. You feel like he can see everything inside of you. He smiles from ear to ear and says, You here now. Good. You no like monkey? And while you're thinking about how to answer that, he points to the man sitting next to you and laughs. You look over at Jim and he shakes his head and laughs too. You look back into the ice blue eyes and say, I like monkey. The man says, Very good! And claps his hands together one time. Keeping them together, he bows at you and says, You both go. You be here. Happy. Then he closes his eyes, lowers his arms, and his smile fades away like you were never there as you both walk back down the trail to Jim's clearing you haven't said a word finally as you step into Jim's clearing you grab his hand tighter and turn to face him okay that's it what the hell is this all about he explains I've been here for several years I built all of this I built the house and the tree I thought I would be happy here I came to know the people of the village. One day, they came to get me and took me to the old man. I had seen him before, but I never talked to him. They sat me down in front of him, and when he opened those eyes, I thought he knew everything inside of me. Yeah, I know the feeling, you say. He looked at me and said, You are not happy. I just shook my head no. And he said, Bring... Her, here, now. I told him there was no her. He said, She here now. I can feel her, here now. She just not here. After going home that day, not knowing what the hell he was talking about, I figured out, there must be somebody that was supposed to be here with me. And I had to find her. That's when I put the ad in. I told the travel agent what to put in it. You, here, now. As in, you must come here now. I put the crazy demands in there because I figured after hearing what you had to do to come in 24 hours, risk losing your money and not being able to bring anything, that it would turn everyone off except for the woman that was supposed to answer the ad. So, I placed the ad and put my faith in fate. That was six months ago and you finally came. Holy shit, how do you know it's me? Look into yourself, what do you think? You only have to think it over for a brief moment. You're right, I am her. You look into his eyes and say, now what? Now you go use your new desk to write your boss and tell her you'll be sending her articles from here from now on. So, I just stay? What do you think? He asks. I think I'm here now, you say. He looks at you and says, Well, that's good, because you remember that hand clap back there? Yeah. Kinda means I'm your monkey. You laugh and shake your head and say, Well, I like monkey. Ah! But we've got to do something about Otis. The end. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, Here in the Jungle. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. There's a new story every week. This and other stories are available as audiobooks on audible.com. Thank you for listening. I'm Donovan Kane. For now, goodbye.